God has given you specific influence within your community or your circle of friends or the people you interact with. And the very thing that drove you to Jesus can be the thing that draws them. friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. I know sometimes you doubt if you are truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own. I know that you are praying for a way to know the difference and to be confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word. If you are ready to grow in your faith and your identity in Christ and to confidently step into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Today is our fifth and final day in the devotional study on the Samaritan woman. And I just want to say thank you for sticking with me all week. I know we covered some pretty heavy topics and there's been a lot that we've shared. I want to encourage you to jump on to the Facebook community and share what God is doing in and through this study. And if you want to go a little bit deeper, um, this is just kind of scratching the surface of the She Hears Bible study. That is available to you at a discount as a podcast listener. And um, it goes in pretty depth and in, in deep uh, on some of the things that we've talked about and even some things that we didn't. And so my encouragement for you is to continue to pursue God and everything he has for you in the pages of scripture. So today we're finishing up towards the end of the story and some a couple of things that I want to point out. Again, we are in John chapter 4 verses 1 through 42 is our text for this week. Because it's so long, I'm only going to read the portion that we're focusing on today. And so towards the end, this is right after she and Jesus, the Samaritan woman, have had this interaction and she is moved to action. Let's see. We're down towards the end of the story and um, the disciples are coming back and there's this interaction that happens that I think is very telling. So it says, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone 
Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me, and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for the harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvests. And it's true, I sent you to harvest where you did not plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. So as we finish up this week, there's a couple of things I want to point out that I think are really helpful as we study this passage. What we see at the end of this passage is a different woman than what we had at the beginning. And so as this woman receives what she is looking for, she is so overcome with what she has received, she rushes off to share the news and she forgets her water pot behind. It's so powerful, this interaction that she has with Jesus, that she forgot the very reason she approached the well in the first place. There's several scriptures I would have you in the Bible study go through, but for the sake of time, I want to point a couple of these concepts out that we would we would gather from the scriptures. Even the disciples were surprised at how Jesus broke these social and cultural rules. They had spent so much time with him. You would have thought that by now they would have realized that his heart is to reach people and he goes beyond the boundaries that they had been taught. And he really came to set an entire system upside down and offer grace in a completely radical new way. And so what we realize with her reaction is that an authentic interaction with Jesus gives us freedom from the things that we can't lay down on our own. I'm not sure if that means to you what it means to me, but if I look back at my own life, my own memory rests in an area of my life where I had struggled with a form of addiction. And try as I might, I was never quite able to give it up. And it's not that I didn't want to or I hadn't tried. It was just that in times of stress, I would pick that bad habit right back up again. And it wasn't until I surrendered my heart, not just my life to Jesus, that I finally forgot about the thing that I had held on to for so long. In fact, I didn't even realize it was happening until I started thinking about this whole concept and my interaction at, at the well, my relationship with Jesus. It had become the authentic and repeated craving of my heart to replace the things in my life that I didn't even realize that I no longer needed. And so it can be that way for you too. This woman, she's me, she's us. And Jesus longs to do for us what he did for her. I don't know what you're holding on to today. And we talked about this yesterday. But what I do know is this. Laying it down 
or allowing him to snatch it away starts with an authentic interaction with Jesus. That's where it starts and that's where it continues. What's he say? If he only knew. That's who he is. The Messiah, the Deliverer, the Restorer. It's not just about today, it's about every day. And I know that this has been a little bit heavy of a leak, but there's some encouragement here. Our Samaritan woman, whom by now I hope you have a little bit of a different perspective on her, she was the first evangelist that was sent to the Gentiles that we ever see in the gospel. So Jesus breaks this barrier of gender and religion and culture and race with his interaction with her. But layered upon this broken past of this anonymous woman, we see a calling and a commissioning that many women today do not take up because of the barriers in gender and religion and race and culture. Do you see the irony? It's not Jesus that disqualifies women for evangelistic leadership. She may have been what seemed like an unlikely candidate to be chosen, but yet as followers of Christ, we serve a God who says yes when everyone else says no. Isn't that amazing? There's power there. If you sense a calling in your life and Jesus has put that on your heart, don't let anyone else tell you differently. Because Jesus clarifies our worthiness to answer his call based on who he is, not on who we are. And here's my final point with all of this. The disciples had been down in time, down in town for quite some time. And so they had been down there all day. And when they come back, they're not bringing a bunch of people with them. We see the people coming to Jesus as a result of her words, not the disciples. And I, it's like that for us too. You see, God has perfectly selected you for your community, for your circle of influence. Why? Because you have a message that no one else can speak. And it was because of her testimony that the people of Samaria came to Jesus. Prior to her interaction with Jesus, this woman had been rejected in her community for her past. Yet she has chosen to share this message of what Christ did within her to her community despite her past. Her interaction with Jesus becomes her testimony. And this interaction, that's all she needs. It becomes the overflow of her heart to share Jesus with anyone that would listen. And what'd she do? She left her water pot behind. She automatically laid down the thing that she was holding on to. That's kind of how it happened for me too. That's why I'm writing now. That's why I, I podcast now. It's why I speak now. I can't not tell you. I have to. I have to share with you what Jesus taught me at the well. And he wants to use you to tell your own story. Here's your heart check. Take a couple minutes to reflect on what that means for you. Who might God want you to share his living water with? Is there someone that he's bringing to your mind? Who would be somebody that's within your circle of influence that would be affected by the overflow of that living water that is bubbling up and life-giving inside of you. I want you to pray for them right now. And then beyond praying for them, I want you to make a commitment to speaking to them within the next week. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Just share with them what God is doing in and through you. Lord God, thank you that in addition to restoring and overflowing our own hearts with what you desire for us, 
that you desire to impact those around us. And we sometimes overcomplicate this and we think that we have to have it all figured out when all we really have to do is just tell other people what you're doing in our own lives, in our own hearts. God, I pray even right now for the people that my friend is is thinking about or the one specific person that they're thinking about. Lord God, that you would even right now prepare their heart to receive the words of what you are doing in my friend's life. Lord God, I thank you for how much you love us. And I pray that the overflow of that love for us would overflow out of our hearts and our minds and our mouths so that our own circle of influence would see who you are because of the change that they see in us. Lord God, thank you that you desire restoration in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, in our communities. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.